Hi, welcome to Healthy Wealthy Roots, a podcast about financial wellness, mental health, and parenthood. Adulting level 2.0 means having a budget. Adulting in the first place is when you start getting a paycheck and you are responsible for your expenses and you are actually showing up to places where you're supposed to be. That's the basics of adulting. But then adulting 2.0 is when you have a budget and savings account and you're planning for your retirement and you're looking back and remembering nights where you dragged yourself into your bed after a long night of partying and you wonder where did that person go or is it just me because that's the way that I've been feeling lately I wanted to talk about budgets I'm not so great at budgets I never really liked the idea and it's not even really a math thing it's just that it seems so not fun. <laughs> I remember when I was a child growing up, my mother used to sit down with her um, notepad and her pen, and she would be writing out the budget for the month, and she got paid once a month. And for some reason, um, even at the end of the month, she was still over budget. And so may- maybe that threw me off on the concept of budgeting, but also I've been um, surrounded by people who are very much into spreadsheets and everything's laid out and methodical, and that's also not really me either. But now that I am doing Adulting 2.0 and I have major responsibilities that require me to be financially savvy, I am taking another look at budgeting and trying to figure out what works for me. So when you think about a budget or somebody saying, oh, hey, you should have a budget, what you probably imagine is sitting down and writing down every single dollar amount for all of the costs that you will have for the month and dividing it up with the amount of money that you plan to get in uh, for the month from your salary or what have you, and then going about your business. And yes, that's traditionally what a budget is, but there are actually a whole bunch of alternatives. So I wanted to talk about those just in case a budget is not something that you have really been good at or enjoy the idea of, and these ideas may help you. So just as with everything else, start with your why. Why do you want to create a budget? For me, I became committed to this whole process of figuring out budgeting because I am trying to pay off my debt, as I've talked about, and uh, work my way up to becoming financially independent. 
And so in order for me to be able to do that, I needed to figure out where my money was going to go every month when I got paid. And figuring out where your money's going to go really is the basics of a budget. So that is my why. You may have other whys. Your why may be improving your credit score. Your why may be uh, that you need to make sure that you are taking care of your family. Your your why may be some long-term goal, so budgeting in order to be able to save up for something long-term like a vacation or uh, buying a home or something like that. So start with your why. Figure out why. Why do you want to learn how to budget? And once I, I knew what my why was, the, the icky part about budgeting, the part where I didn't want to do it previously, that part went away because now I could focus on what my goal is. And my goal is becoming debt-free and becoming financially independent. So keep your goal in mind. In the financial independence movement, it is actually more important to know what your expenses are first before you even start budgeting. And I have talked about this previously. So in uh, episode two, Where Did My Money Go? I talked about taking a look at your last bank statement, if you use your card for everything that you buy, uh, or if you don't, uh, what I would encourage you to do is for the next month, write down everywhere that you have spent money. So every single day, write down how much you spent and on what. And then at the end of the month, when you're reviewing, take a look and see where your money is going. That skill in and of itself will change your pocket because when I did that exercise earlier this year and I pulled up my bank statement and looked over it over the previous month, I realized that there were subscriptions that I was paying for that I wasn't using. I was spending a whole lot of money on uh, food delivery, even though I was also spending money on groceries. And just being aware of that helped me make a change. If you don't ever budget, if you have no plan after this podcast to budget, and you're just listening to this podcast because you're curious or you're bored, that's fine. But at the very least, pay attention to where your money is going. Because once you know that, then there are ways that you can realize that you can make some changes. In the financial independence community, it is very important to max, maximize your uh, savings. If you can save a lot, then you can build wealth quickly. And then once you build enough wealth to live off of, you won't have to 
work anymore or you can work part-time or whatever the case might be, which is the whole premise of the financially independent retire early community. And so because I'm working towards financial independence, I am maximizing my savings by cutting down my expenses or my costs in order to be able to put as much money as possible into my investments. And so for me personally, I am budgeting to save. So let's talk about the actual budgeting. First off, start with a short-term focus. If you get paid every two weeks, start thinking about just the next two weeks. If you get paid monthly, focus on the next month ahead. That way you're not going to overwhelm yourself. If you start thinking about budgeting for the rest of the year or the next year, I mean, just the thought of that makes me completely anxious. And so focus on the short term. Just take one salary and one pay periods expenses to work with first. You may want to try out uh, some of these budget ideas, just like if you go into a shoe store and you try on different shoes. That's completely fine. I am actually doing this myself. You never really know what's going to work for you or what's not going to work for you until you've tried it on. It's kind of like dating. You go out with a bunch of people and you don't really know who's going to fit until you actually spend some time with them. So a budget is kind of the same thing. And there are various types of budgets, which I'll get into in just a second, and it's okay if you try them out and see which one works. Another key is that this requires practice. So since I started trying to do budgeting, uh, I will say that I am not a professional budgeter yet, but I have actually gotten a lot better at it over the last few months just because I have been more aware of my spending, but also I am spending more of my time on tracking things and planning ahead. And I know that I'm getting better at it because I am less reliant now on my credit card. So just as an example, I created a sinking funds bank account last month. Uh, because I read about it in the financial independence community and they were saying, have a separate bank account with money in it for things that uh, you know are going to come up down the line. And I ended up um, needing to pull money out very quickly for something and I was able to do that. And previously I would have had to swipe my credit card because I didn't have the money. And so now with this awareness, I am being uh, better at managing money. And so it's okay if you don't get it right the first time. Over time, as you practice this skill, you'll build up the muscle and you'll be able to be even better at budgeting. 
So let's talk about a different um, approach to budgeting that is straying away from the traditional. And these may be things that you have not heard about. So first off is the concept of a zero-based budget. What that means is that every single dollar that you earn is going to be given a job and something to do so that at the end of your um, pay period, you will be left with nothing. And when I say nothing, I don't mean nothing. Included in that would be savings. And so you'd have money somewhere. It's just that every single dollar went somewhere specific. And you don't just have money just sitting around doing nothing. Um, so to give you an example, the 50, 30, 20 ratio is one that you may see online. And what it says is that you can break up your uh, salary into 50%, going towards necessities. So like your rent or your phone bill or your um, utilities or your car payments or whatever the case might be. 50% of your salary going there, 30% of your salary going to things that you want like dining out, or your subscriptions like Netflix or a gym membership or whatever the case might be. And 20% of your salary going towards savings and or debt. And obviously, if you have a lot of debt, you should probably be putting more money towards debt than towards savings. So the whole 50, 30, 20% thing, Sounds like a great idea, but like I've talked about before, I am not good at math. So there actually is a calculator on the Nerd Wallet website. I'll, I'll include it in the uh, webpage for today's episode on healthywealthyroots.org. That calculator actually allows you to put in what your take-home pay is and then it will break down for you what 50% of it will be for your necessities, what 30% will be for your uh, wants, and what will be uh, 20% that should go towards your savings or your debt. Another example is the envelope cash system. And in that one, it's kind of similar to the 50, 30, 20, but you determine how much money you want to spend in each category of your life at the beginning of your pay period, and you withdraw cash from your bank account or you cash in your check, and you put that cash into separate envelopes. So say, for instance, you want to spend $200 on groceries, you put that in a, an envelope that's marked groceries, or you want to spend no more than $50 on eating out. So you put that in an envelope that has dining out on it. And basically what it means is that once that money is done, it's done for the month. 
And some people find this really effective because it's easy to swipe a card. It's harder to part ways with actual cash that's in your hand. And I've actually found that on Etsy and Amazon, people sell fancy envelopes that you can use for your envelope system, but you don't need a fancy envelope. You can just use whatever you have at your house. There is an app called Good Budget that follows the envelope cash system, and I'm going to try it out and see how I feel about it. Another example of budgeting is something called the reverse budget. So with that concept, the whole uh, point of it is to focus on your savings first or focus on your debt first, depending on whatever your um, primary goal is at this point. So for me, that is my debt. And uh, after you've put money aside for that, then you can use the rest for your necessities and your wants. And I have been doing reverse budgeting for the last several months since I started my financial independence journey. And I really like it. I don't like paying bills. I have said before, I will never love paying bills, but I actually do enjoy the beginning of the month. And here's why. In my um, take-home pay, the money that comes directly into my bank account, that money has already had my uh, retirement portion separated out before it even got to my bank account. So my employer puts money from my check into my retirement plan before I even get paid. And that's one way that I am able to already account for that money without having to separate it out myself. And that helps because if you don't see it, then you're not going to miss it. What I do when I get paid is I immediately figure out how much I'm going to put towards the debts. And um, those include the car loan, the credit cards, and so on. And I am kind of accelerating my debt payoff right now. So I am doing more than the minimum on my highest interest account. Uh, and then the minimum or a little bit more than the min minimum, depending on what's going on that month and how cash is flowing on the rest of them. And once I've done that, once I've taken care of the debt payments and then put some money into my savings accounts, I then take a look at the rest of the month and I... Um, make sure that I am accounting for covering those costs. I actually moved my due dates for most of my utilities up to the beginning of the month. So within the first week of the month, I have paid off almost all of the utilities as well as any bills that are due like my debts. And so what that has done for me is that from the beginning of the second week of the month, so like right now, 
I know how much money I have to get me through the rest of the month. And that's really, really helpful. So that is an idea that might work for you. I know for some people, and this was me when I used to get paid every two weeks, for some people, they know that their first check will go towards bills and things will be tight otherwise. And then their second check, they can kind of spend however they want. So that's just another way to think about it. If you're feeling overwhelmed and all of the stuff that I'm saying is just too much for you, that's fine. Scale back. What I would say is start off by just looking at your expenses. And once you get a lay of the land and you kind of have an idea of where your money has been going, choose one area that you can focus on potentially reducing. So for instance, when I took a look at my bill, back when I first started figuring out how to reduce my expenses, if I realized that, say, I was spending $200 a month on Uber Eats and DoorDash and Grubhub, what I could then say is, okay, instead of spending $200, I'm going to scale that back this month to $100. And then next month, maybe I can scale it back to $75. Start, start small. That's a baby step. That's just one thing. Instead of looking at all of the places where your money needs to go, it's, it's okay if you feel overwhelmed. Instead of giving up, just scale back. Take baby steps. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. I cannot get up right now and go climb Mount Everest if I've never hiked a day in my life. And so it's okay to take baby steps to get there. There are a number of apps, if you're into apps, that can help with budgeting. The most popular ones that I see mentioned in the personal finance community are Mint, uh, YNAB, so the letters Y-N-A-B, and it stands for You Need a Budget, Every Dollar, and Pocket Guard. I have a couple of them that I have not tried yet that I want to try out and see how I feel about them. I will say that YNAB is a cool concept, but I'm not entirely sure that it works for me. If you are going to try that one out, what I would recommend is actually going on YouTube and watching videos about how to use that app first before you jump into it because it can be a little bit confusing. Uh, Mint gets a good rap because it connects directly with your bank account and it updates as you go and it's pretty straightforward. You can also just do um, the quote-unquote old school method and old school meaning relatively recently in the grand scheme of the history of the world and just do Excel spreadsheets. Uh, that's where I started. I've been doing Excel spreadsheets since I have been living on my own uh, because I've needed to keep track of how much was due and where and uh, when it was due and all of that stuff. So you can do Excel spreadsheets. You can do um, Google spreadsheets if you want to keep it somewhere that's cloud-based. Or you can just do regular old paper and a calculator. 
whatever works for you. But I just wanted to give you options. I wanted you to know that there are multiple ways that you can face this. So thank you for joining me today. Tune in every Monday and Friday. You can check out the website at healthywealthyroots.org. Join me on Instagram at healthywealthyroots and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Remember, our future grows from healthy, wealthy roots. In your head, you know that you should have an emergency fund. I was the same way. I know I'm an adult. Things can go wrong at any point in time. I should have an emergency fund. But nobody really tells you how much that should be and where you should keep it and how you should build it up in the first place. So that's what I want to talk about next time. One of my co-workers talked about how important her emergency fund was when she got diagnosed with cancer and needed to leave work in order to have her treatment. That really solidified for me the importance of having an emergency fund, and I'm in the process of building mine up. So I wanted to talk about that and share some of my ideas with you. This podcast offers only a look at what I'm doing and is not meant to substitute the results you can get from working one-on-one with a professional.